0: What's up everybody? I'm David Hain. Welcome to episode 114 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. I really appreciate you listening. If you like what you hear, just like it, subscribe it, follow and share the link with your friends, or click on the contact page if you'd like to get in touch with me. And remember that you can click on the support link because your donation of any amount could change a life. If you'd like to get our curriculum, you can get the paperback or ebook of From Ashes to Destiny on Amazon. When we come back, we'll get into this episode entitled, What's or Who's Your Safe Haven? Welcome back to episode 114 of the A D from Addict to Disciple podcast entitled, What's or Who's Your Safe Haven? In this episode, we're going to look at what a safe haven is and where we seek it in places or in people and why we're seeking it. And I'd like to start out with a quote. Your relationship should be a safe haven, not a battlefield. The world is hard enough already. That's a great quote. It's anonymous. Let me read it again. Your relationship should be a safe haven, not a battlefield. The world is hard enough already. Okay, that's where we're going to start. And I'd like to take the first step into looking at the places and the the things we turn to to find our safe haven. And to do that, I'm going to give you some lyrics from the Rolling Stones song, Mother's Little Helper. Here we go. Men just aren't the same today, I hear every mother say. They just don't appreciate that you get tired. They're so hard to satisfy, you can tranquilize your mind. So go running for the shelter of a mother's little helper. And four, help you through the night. Help to minimize your plight. Doctor, please, some more of these. Outside the door, she took four more, Shh. Can you hear that chasing of things to help us find a safe haven? So let's look at a definition of this running for the shelter. What, what is a shelter? Well, I guess initially we can say A shelter is a building or some covered place which is made to protect people from a lot of different things. It can be bad weather, like storms, rain, snow, hurricanes, tornadoes. It can be freezing cold or extreme heat, and when this bad weather hits, a lot of people seek shelter, and some of them possibly shelter in place until that bad weather emergency subsides. Well, I'm reminded of, you know, early childhood when a young child runs to climb in bed with his parents because a storm is coming and they hear the thunder and lightning and they just want to sleep with mama and daddy or wherever they can feel safe. They need that sort of shelter. We also seek shelter in times of danger. When someone wants to harm you, or you know if you go out, you're going to get caught in the crossfire of something that you don't want to be in. And sometimes people will show up at a shelter because they need a place to hide, a place to hole up until they feel that the danger's gone or the threat is gone. So they will stay in that safe haven, stay in that shelter until that danger passes. I also work with a lot of guys who are homeless, and so they find a shelter because they've lost their job, they've run into bad times, they've lost their house or apartment or maybe they just got out of jail or rehab, and so they're, they're seeking refuge, they're seeking for a place that they can find their feet again, find a way to, to just be stable, almost like a boat that got beat up in a storm and needs to come into a harbor or a marina to get some repairs. We also see people seeking shelter because they've got nothing to eat or if they find something to eat they have no place to eat it. So they'll go to places that will give out food or places where they can come in and out of the cold possibly or out of the rain and, and eat some food, get a hot meal. So shelters can be a, a temporary thing and I've described a, a few of those but they can also simply be sheltering in a doorway. You know, you're going for a walk and you're you're caught in the rain. So you run for cover or you, you duck in underneath any roof or any stoop that you can stand in just to to temporarily not get rained on. Other people will seek shelter for a season until they get back on their feet and they feel strong enough to get going again. And then there are some people who need shelter for a long term. They've lost everything and they can't really find hope or their way back to family or community. And so there are places that provide that safe haven. And I think the key in understanding all these aspects of what a shelter is and what a safe haven is, is that really, as I described with the kids when the storms hit, I think right from our infancy, we have this thing in us that we turn to others for support. To others for comfort that we can receive that just makes us feel safe, makes us feel secure, makes us find some inner strength. We, we may not even realize that that's what we're finding, but it, it helps us overcome the difficult circumstances that we find us in at the moment. And I think the, the term for safe space. You know, if you look in the dictionary, you'll get definitions like a place or environment in which a, a person can feel confident that once they're in this safe space, this safe haven, that they won't be exposed to more of what they're coming away from. And besides all the things I've mentioned already, it could be coming away from and feeling safe. Where you won't be exposed to discrimination or criticism or harassment, you know, a variety of emotional harms as well as physical harms. And I like an article that I read that was written by Leslie Becker Phillips for WebMD's blog site and it was entitled, Who is a Safe Haven in Your Life? And it was, she quoted some things from her book entitled, Bouncing Back from Rejection. So I'm going to use her headings for what she would say you find in characteristics of people who can function well as a safe haven and then expand and sort of give my own spin to each of them. So the first one that Dr. Phillips recommends is someone who's a good listener, that you feel understood. So I'm going to call this category of a person under the who's your safe haven. It should be someone who's all ears, someone who hears and validates all of your emotions, can listen to your bitterness, your anger, confusion, fear, helplessness or hopelessness, whatever your emotion is, and that they're not just listening and sort of going, yeah, 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 but they're really showing that your emotions matter. They're all ears and they're intent in hearing what you have to say and validating it. The second category from Dr. Becker is someone who expresses a desire to be there for you when you struggle. And this I'd call those people who got your back. You know, those reinforcing people who let you know that it's important to them and that you're important to them and not only will they listen and provide that comfort without judgment but they also since they've got your back they tend to point to point out to you the the way in which they have found their safe haven in hopes that you can sort of walk that same journey the third category that Dr. Becker lists are people who respond to your distress with caring reassurance and support so I'm going to call these people fast on their feet these are the people that when you call they meet your immediate need they show up they give you their time and they bring hope for the time after the storm passes in a promise to to walk with you and always be there for you. So the key here is really responding in a timely manner so that you know when you call out, this person will come running. The fourth category from Dr. Becker is effectively communicating their support and caring. And I'm going to call this category of people helping hands. They're the ones who support with encouragement They may share their faith with you and get you to focus on your faith or higher power or share what they use for mindfulness or meditation or quiet time. They're willing to get into that deeper discussion with you so that you can see beyond the present situation and begin to come up with a long-term solution. And the fifth and final category from Dr. Becker is just being in their presence feels comforting to you. So I'm going to call these people the bear hug arms people. And I get the picture of those, those people who, they always have a shoulder or a chest that you can lean on. They're sort of like the mama bird who covers its babies under her wings so that just when you're around them, even if there's no physical touch, you know, just being around them, you feel comforted and you feel warm, and you feel that just their presence makes you feel safe. And I like the words that James Taylor put in his song, How Sweet It Is, to really summarize these aspects that we can find in a person under the category of who's your safe haven. And here's some lyrics from James Taylor's song. I needed the shelter of someone's arms. And there you were. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. And there you were. And just pulling excerpts from his song, he talks about people who are deeply touching his emotions. And he uses a phrase like, you brighten up for me all of my days. And the the clincher for me, he says, you were better to me than I was to myself. Wow. So in summary and in conclusion, do you have a person to be your safe haven? The who is your safe haven? People that are all ears, who've got your back. They're fast on their feet to respond and they come with helping hands and big bear hugs. And do you also have those places that are your safe havens? The place that you can come in from a storm, no matter how short it is that you need to stay, or how long it is that you need to stay, and that the, the place will be there to provide you that safety until the storm or the danger passes. Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D From Addict to Disciple podcast. If you would like to join an online group, or get one-on-one counseling to help you find your safe haven, please message me on the link in this podcast or by email at davidfromatod at gmail.com or go to my website www.fromatod.org and click on the contact page. You can also keep in touch with what we're doing in From A to D by following me on Instagram at davidfroma2d. Tune in Monday for our next episode, and as always, stay safe and stay strong.